and welcome to another episode of the Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of the Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to help Catholic women connect with their unique gifts, talents, strengths, and then how they can offer those in service of those they do life with. We seek to support women through online courses, the Genius Podcast, live virtual events, and the Catholic Women's Masterclass. Now, if you're interested in any of those things, please check out the website www.geniusproject.co. We are in the process at the moment of taking a group of women through the Genius Project Masterclass for Catholic Women. And I have to say, it is just incredible. I personally feel so blessed and honored to be walking with these women as they start to live a life of wholeness and really live with intention and making some really significant changes in their life that will see them living a life of wholeness in Christ and the life that God intended them to live. This masterclass really acts as a foundational program from which you can launch in and do all the other online courses that are available here at The Genius Project. This masterclass really sums up our core vision and mission here at The Genius Project, and that is to give women permission, permission to dream and to really reconnect with their own soul and the unique and unrepeatable mission that God has placed within them to live lives of fullness and wholeness in Christ. So look, if you would like to join us, I would love to invite you to join us as we begin the second group that's going to go through the masterclass in just a few weeks. Please email me at karen at geniusproject.co if you're interested and I can send you some more information. But for now, we're going to talk about a topic which has been on my heart for most of this year. And it's a topic that I'm passionate about because I'm seeing so many women and it really honestly breaks my heart when I watch them. But so many women who are living in this state of comparison and inadequacy. So I would like to speak to those two states right now before we begin, that state of comparison and the state of inadequacy. So let's start by talking about this state of comparison. I remember many years ago, my husband gave me this quote, actually, it was when we were first married, and I was comparing my season against another's. This is when we'd just moved to far north Queensland to live and work in a boys' boarding school, and I just didn't feel like I found my place. I had moved away from my family and friends. I was living in this foreign place and I was doing a job that I really felt so far out of my depth that wasn't funny. You might remember in previous podcasts, I'd said that I didn't do teenagers. I didn't do public speaking. Well, God then threw me into this boarding school with teenagers where I had to do public speaking. And I remember comparing myself against some other women that I knew. And I was quite young. I was in my 20s. And my husband gave me this quote, And I think we just need to do a book, actually, don't we, on all of Jonathan's great quotes, because I think every podcast episode, I'm giving you one of his best quotes. But anyway, the quote that he gave me, which stayed with me, is this, that every human comparison is essentially diabolical. And it's so true. When we compare ourselves against another, there's a certain element of a rejection of God's good gift that has been placed within us. We're sort of saying, I don't have enough. I want what she's got or she's doing something better than what I'm doing. 
But you know what? Your value and the value of the unique gift that God has placed within you cannot be measured against those around you because they are not called to bring to life what you are called to bring to life. So ladies, we need to quit this comparison game because it is not good. It actually kills off your unique mission. And you are here for a reason and a purpose. And no matter what state or season of life you're in, God is calling you to bring something to life right here, right now, whatever season you find yourself in. So I just want to say you've got to quit comparing yourself to others. I see so many women measuring their gifts against another woman's. But really, we have to embrace the unique gift with gratitude that the Lord has given us. And then we need to steward that gift so that we can see it grow into the fullness of how God intended it to be in our life. So that's the first trap, is this trap of comparison. I think the other one is this sense of inadequacy and this sense of not feeling like we are enough. And for my experience, working with women for the past 20 years has been that women struggle with this. And I want to say one thing just on this sense of inadequacy and not feeling like women are enough. The fact is you are enough and you are enough not because of anything that you do or that you have to give, but simply for the fact that you have been created in God's image and you are his beloved. So your sense of more than anything else, men's struggle is somewhat different, but this sense of not feeling enough, of feeling insignificant and inadequate is something that the enemy just loves to feed off in our lives as women. Because if he can get you to believe that you're not adequate enough, that you are not enough, that you don't have what it takes then you're never going to take that step and risk stepping out into the purpose of God for your life. So really, this is a tactic used by the enemy to keep you contained and inactive, ineffective if you like. And just on this sense of feeling inadequate and not feeling like we are enough as women is this sense and that the truth that I really want you to hear today, the fact that you actually are enough. You are enough before you do anything, make anything, build anything, create anything. You are simply enough from the mere fact that you have been created in God's image and likeness and you are God's beloved. All of your validation, all of your value, your worth, your dignity and your purpose comes from that one place and that one place alone. And here's the thing, you don't have to do anything to get that. It's been given to you already by God. And so part of our journey as women is coming into a sense of claiming and receiving our identity from God, the Father, as the beloved daughter and knowing in the deepest recess of our being that we are enough just because we are his. And then anything that you do becomes an offering of thanksgiving back to the Lord, an offering that you are giving in service and as a gift to those that you do life with and in your sphere of influence. So today's podcast, I want to really delve into this topic of what do you have in your hand 
to give. So often I hear women say, but I don't have anything to give. I don't even know what my gifts are and what it is that God is calling me to do. But here's the thing. Every woman has something to offer in every season of her life. And so as we begin this episode, I invite you to reflect on this question. What do you have in your hand to offer? I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story of Moses, but he is someone who we can definitely relate to in this area. He is so human, like us, in this moment. And I think that's why I can really relate to him, because Moses is standing there at the burning bush when God appears to him. So as if that's not enough, that's completely blown his brain that this has actually happened. But he's standing there and he's thinking, who am I? Like, who am I to speak? I was just a shepherd. That's that's all I've ever done with my life. I haven't done anything of significance. How am I possibly ever going to lead the people towards the promised land? He's just looking at God saying, you don't know who you're talking to. He has any number of excuses for the Lord on why he will not be able to fulfill God's mission. I mean, as if Moses knows, right? God had the mission. But Moses' sense of inadequacy overwhelmed him. He's like, I'm not a speaker. I'm not a man of words. I I do not know how to do this. I've never led people before. And he's constantly challenging the Lord saying, but I can't, I can't. And the Lord says to him, Moses, what do you have in your hand? And this is something that I want to really highlight for you today. And I believe that the Lord is speaking to us. He's saying to you, daughter, what do you have in your hand today? Because here's the thing, ladies, we all have something. We have something to give. We have something to bring. In season and out of season, there is always something. And like Moses in the desert, the Lord is also asking us, What do we have in our hand? There is just the Bible is full of stories of men and women who had something that they thought was small in their hands, right? But it actually became something glorious and mighty for God. And so when we surrender what is in our hands, oh my gosh, the Lord can do incredibly powerful things with our yes and with our act of surrender. So let's explore this a little bit more. I want to give you six points around this idea of what do you have in your hand? And my hope and prayer in sharing this is that it would really encourage you to embrace what you currently have in your hand, that you would quit that comparison trap of looking around and measuring your life, your gift, whatever it is you're going through against those other women in your life and just fully embrace your season and where you are with the Lord so that then you can bring glory to him in whatever sphere of influence you have. So the first point that I'd like to give you is to surrender and accept, actually surrender, accept and embrace your current season in life. And I truly believe this is the first step to understanding what is in your hand to give. Because too often when we're looking around and seeing that the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, 
We forget that the grass is actually greener where we water it and that God's grace is not in the past and it's not in the future. God's grace is for the present moment. Recently, my husband had this beautiful insight around the Lord's Prayer and the Our Father and that line, give us this day our daily bread. So the Lord is not giving you daily bread for tomorrow or for yesterday. He's giving it to you for today. And so there is an invitation here to really embrace and live in the present moment. God's grace is for the present moment. And I truly believe that when we embrace our season, then we are more open to what the Lord is doing in that season. Now, that might be the winter and it might be a horrible season that you're having to walk through, whether that's because of grief or loss or trauma or just whatever it is that you're facing. The Lord is still at work in that season. It's happening underground, but he is at work. You know, throughout the Bible, we read about the seasons. Ecclesiastes is beautiful. Chapter 3 talks about the seasons. In Ecclesiastes, we read that he has made everything beautiful in its time. Galatians 6 verse 9, Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Acts 1 verse 7, it is not for you to know the time or seasons that the Lord has fixed by his authority. So in God's goodness, he may not have caused the great tragedies in your life, but he's certainly the God who suffers alongside you. And he's certainly the God who wants to reveal himself to you in whatever season you are currently facing. I think there's a beautiful quote, I think it's in Interior Freedom in the book by Father Jacques Philippe, where he talks about consenting to that which we have not chosen. And I think this is a really valuable lesson in surrendering and accepting your current season, is sometimes we can fight against these negative experiences in our life. When grief and loss come knocking at our door, we can fight against that or want to run away from it. And I, I think I've shared in previous podcasts that last year for me was very much a season of grief and loss across many, many areas. And initially I would fight it. I felt like a kid, you know, who's about to have a tantrum and you're fighting frantically to be to break free from the embrace of the, the parent who's holding you. And that's how I felt for, you know, the greater part of the start of last year was this fight to get away from the winter season in my life. And it was really only once I surrendered to it and I embraced it that I felt the Lord release his grace and I was able to learn the lessons that he was teaching me and move into a different season. The other thing is that what I learnt in that season now fuels this season that I'm currently in. So what was in my hand last year was grief and loss, was a whole lot of pain. And being really honest with you, it wasn't very much fun at all. And I wasn't sure when it was ever going to end. But now I can see that that was in my hand at the time. And I had to really embrace that before I could reap the benefits or understand the fruit of that season. Too many people spend their time looking for the next season and they don't learn what is actually on offer to them in this current season. And that leads me to point two of understanding what's in your hand 
is point two is to look for the fruit that's in season. You know, wise women are women who bring forth their fruit in due season. They understand that sometimes the most beautiful, the most delicious, the most nourishing fruit that we can give others from our life comes from that process of the fruit being ripened in our life. And quite often, this is under the soil and under the difficulties of life and the challenges that we face. And so if we're going to know what is in our hand to offer, we need to understand that what we're offering is almost like a piece of ripened fruit, a piece of fruit that has to go through that process of growing and ripening until it can be nourishing for those around us. So I don't know if that makes sense to you. I like analogies and I love winter here in Australia. I love the navel oranges that come out there. Their taste and their fragrance is so rich. But you try eating an orange in summer and it just doesn't taste or smell very good because it's not a fruit that's in season. And so when it comes to giving what's in our hand, sometimes we need to sit in the season and allow that fruit, I guess, in our life, the lessons of our life to ripen and so that we understand them and so that then we can give those lessons and share those lessons as spiritual nourishment and guidance and wisdom to those who walk after us. So point one is surrender, accept and embrace your current season. Point two is look for fruit that's in season, not out of season. And point three is to understand that no matter how big or small it may seem to you, God can take the ordinary and make it extraordinary for his plans and his purposes. I mean, when God asked Moses, what is in your hand? Moses just thought he had a mere stick. But God took that and brought about his plans and purpose. David had a slingshot in his hand. The woman in the gospel had an alabaster box. The boy in the gospel had the loaves and the fishes. So what do you have in your hand right now that seems really insignificant to you? Because I tell you what, whatever you're holding right now is not insignificant to the Lord. And it may well be this is the fruit that he wants to ripen in your life so that it can be a gift to others. What you might feel is worthless could actually be your calling. I actually find that when people are experiencing difficulty in their life and they're, they're looking at what's in their hand, what's in their hand is just one great big mess. I walk with a number of women whose husbands are hooked on pornography or who have had affairs and that has come about actually by accident just through walking along women in sisterhood. I do a lot of speaking at men's conferences and my husband and I did a lot of work in this area of the impact of pornography many years ago. And so it's interesting that just as this has come about, my experiences have led me to this point of walking alongside women through this really difficult season. And there's a number of those women who what is in their hand is really ugly and it's really painful and it's really difficult. But I want to tell you that for a number of those women now, that pain that was in their life that they held in their hand has actually become part of their calling. 
Those women now, many years on, have walked their own journey of recovery through that trauma and are now offering that fruit, those lessons learned in that season as a gift to other women. They're coming alongside other women and helping them and supporting them because they understand what it is like to walk through that. So don't begrudge your season and don't see what is in your hand as worthless because God can do amazing things. When we surrender that to him, when we lift up our empty cup to him, he can anoint that. So even in the mundane of the grind of housework and looking after young children, God is fully present there and he is fully at work there. And so our task is to be present to his presence in the present moment and to understand that he can anoint the ordinary and make it extraordinary for him. There's a beautiful quote by St. Teresa of Avila where she says, God walks among the pots and the pans. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are a young mum at home and you don't feel like you're using your gifts at the moment, God is there in that season. Never underestimate that. The most wonderful gift that we can give another human is the gift of our time and our love. I love that quote by Saint Scholastica that says, our lives are not an endless to-do list. They are a journey of love. St. John of the Cross said, on your final days, you will not be judged by all the things that you have done. You will be judged on how well you have loved. So remember that we're called to bring different things in different seasons. So number four, point four on what is in your hand is to steward your gift. Because at the end of our days, we will be called to give an account of how we have served and how we have used what is in our hand to bring glory to God. So I want you to have a think for a moment about what you think and feel your primary gifts and strengths are and then how you're using those in your life. Now, you might not be in a season where it's time for you to actually use a gift. It might be a season of learning and growing and stewarding that gift so that one day when your time comes, you'll be ready to act. I've shared this quote with you before, but the one from Abraham Lincoln was given to me by Jonathan early in our marriage when I was trying to find my feet, trying to find what I was being called to do. And the quote from Abraham Lincoln said, I will study and I will prepare myself and perhaps my time will come. At the moment, our daughter is just having this awakening to a particular topic of history and she's really fascinated by it and wants to devour and read everything about it. And we said to her, she said, I just want to do something with this. And I said, well, at the moment, if this is what God is placing in your heart, then you just have to steward that. You have to read, you have to gain knowledge and understanding about it and trust that in due course, God will show you where he wants you to activate those gifts in service of him and those around you. So what is in your hand? What are the gifts that are in your hand right now? What are the gifts that you could perhaps steward during this current season of your life so that one day they will bear good fruit? We often look at people and we see their accomplishments and we think they've been an overnight success, but there's no such thing as an overnight success. Anyone who finally comes into the spotlight and reveals their gift, there's actually been many, many years of stewarding their gifts that have gone before that. And so what I'd like to say to you today is 
Discover what your gifts are, discover what your passions are and feed those gifts and passions so that one day when it is the right time, you'll be ready to step into those gifts and the mission that God has for you in those. And this kind of leads into the fifth point is do not be constrained by the what ifs. If we worry about the what ifs of activating our gifts or using what's in our hand, then we might never step into the promises and the purposes of God for our lives. So if Moses had stood there and said, well, what if this stick does nothing? And what if this and what if that? Then perhaps the people wouldn't have been led into the promised land. So have a think about those barriers, the what ifs in your life. What are the things that are holding you back from actually bringing to life what is in your hand to bring? So this might be fear, this sense of inadequacy, comparison, insecurity. Whatever it is, I invite you to just reflect on what that is for you. What are the things that hold you back? If it's clarity, I think perfectionism is a really big one for women. Before we step out, we want to know that we have all our ducks in a row, right? We want to know that we're not going to make a mistake and we want to have it all sorted out before we actually take that step to launch. But here's the thing. You actually get clarity when you're active, when you're in action. So sometimes you have to take a step of faith and you have to actually step out and activate something to get clarity around the path that you're meant to take and, and what your gift clearly is. So have a think about what are the barriers and the what ifs in your life? What are the things that are holding you back? because addressing those are going to be a really important stage of actually bringing what is in your hand. And the final point is point six, and that is just to act. Just step out and act. Bring what's in your hand. Bring it without fear, without abandonment. Bring it without reservation. Because I promise you there is somebody out there in your life, in your sphere of influence, who needs the fruit of the different seasons of your life as a gift of wisdom and encouragement and support to them. So I hope that's helpful. And I really want to encourage you as women to bring what is in your hand and to know that you have something unique to bring and that people need to see, hear and experience. If you'd like help overcoming some of the negative mindsets and the self-limiting beliefs that do hold us back as women, I'd love for you to check out our confidence course and also the Catholic Women's Masterclass, which we are running at the moment. We're about to take a second intake of women into this. It is a masterclass that has eight modules. It runs over a period of eight weeks. And once a fortnight, we will do a strategy coaching call together with the group of women going through the masterclass. Then throughout those eight weeks, each week, you will have a module dropped and unlocked to you so that you can work through those video modules and worksheets before the strategy coaching call. So if you're interested, please check that out and send me an email at karen at geniusproject.co for more information. Until next week, have a beautiful week and God bless you.